we're not even going to start this episode the way that we normally do because it's not like we're going to just pretend like Which I a couple do. days ago wasn't one of the saddest days in probably all of our lives. Maybe we should start there then. Quick eight where, seconds where, of silence. Where, yeah, let's do that. Eight seconds of silence. Yeah. Where were you guys when uh, when uh, you heard "Rest in Peace" Kobe, um, his daughter, seven other people? Strangely enough, I was getting my hair braided. I was getting my hair braided, and I was just sitting down, you know, just on on my phone listening to music as I'm doing it. And I was just on my phone on Twitter. You know, you scroll up. You know, just looking at the timeline, you scroll up and it was like, nah, no fucking way. Mm-hmm. This Kobe news can't be real. Mm-hmm. What was the first tweet like you saw that? Like, that wait, that one. TMZ? No, no, no. That exact tweet, that, oh. that exact thing I just said. It wasn't even a TMZ thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just somebody said it. Kobe died. There's no fucking way this Kobe news is real. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, what Kobe news? Mm-hmm. So now you go on. So now I immediately you go on um, trending Kobe, topics, yeah. search Kobe, yeah, yeah. and then it, that's when everything starts, mm-hmm. and that's how I found out. Man, um, I was on the way to Avon Park, my aunt's funeral. Um, she had just passed uh, about five days prior. Um, the funeral was on Sunday, of course, when Kobe passed. Uh it was my first day off of the fast. So I'm feeling really good. I stopped to get some Zaxby's. I'm like, in heaven, I'm feeling good. And then I get a text from P. And P is like, yo, check Twitter. I'm like, for what? Like, what am I looking for? I didn't know what you were talking about. And I was like, well, I'm driving anyway, and I'm eating this Zaxby's. I'm dipping it in a sauce. And I'm just like rolling my eyes because it's so good because I've been eating Fruit and vegetables and nothing compares to just some good old just just chicken, chicken. bro. <laughs> Golly, was amazing. So Henry chimes in to the conversation. He's like, "Yo, P, just tell us, you know?" Because I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on? What what are we looking for? What happened?" And I had not the slightest clue that you were going to say something like that. Yo, they talking about Kobe died. Yeah, what? <laughs> You learn from experience when something like that happens, you don't just flat out tell it to somebody. You yeah, tell it in yeah, a yeah. lower way because you don't know what they're doing. Right. That's why I said it like that. That makes sense. That does make sense. And um, as I'm driving and, and chewing, and I almost dropped the sauce in my lap because uh, I had on this suit, and I almost dropped the sauce in my lap, and I was you know, I able to finagle it or whatever. And I'm checking Twitter and I'm driving. I know I shouldn't have been doing, but I was like, I got to know now. So I'm driving about 60 and I'm just scrolling, scrolling. And I'm seeing one thing after another saying that he um, has passed. And yeah, when I got to my destination, I sat in the car for about 10 minutes, cried in the car mm. before I went into the funeral to cry again. I don't know what I was sadder about. My aunt, that wasn't shocking. She was 91, 92, 91. Um, but, you know, Kobe, he's 50 years younger. It's a lot of life left there. So, yeah, that was how I found out. Mm. Yeah, I was helping my boy move, uh, helping Jamel move. And I was calling around because I, because I had Pro Bowl tickets. Um, I was I was up with my boy move and I was like, yo, I got I forgot I had four Pro Bowl tickets just like waiting for me at Will Call. I was like, damn, I don't want them to sit there. I need to call somebody to like get these tickets off. So I'm, I literally was calling everybody in my phone and I called uh, Ronnie uh, and I was like, yo, Ronnie, what you doing later? And blah blah blah. So I got Pro Bowl tickets and he was like, I'm at an event right now. This shit crazy. Go to Twitter. And I was like, if one more person tell me oh, to go that's to goddamn Twitter, that. <laughs> that's why you just tell that. me what happened. Yeah. Um, but he was like, go to Twitter. I gotta go and hung up. And then um, I'm sitting there with you know whatever the little moving crew, and I was like, yo, Kobe just died. Who says this to you? I said it's to them. And then we're all like mid move, like we're all like helping, 
Like we're men move dressers in hand, you know. Wait what I mean? a minute. So how'd you find out first? Then? So I found out because um, you said check Twitter, Ronnie said check Twitter, so I went to Twitter, hit went to trending, and then it was like um, Kobe Bryant, blah blah blah. What I thought it was was like Kobe lacing back up. Mm. I was like, damn, Kobe's like, you know what? I'm back back. So that that's what I thought it was, but then it was like died in a helicopter crash. So then you kind of coast because TMZ is reputable, but they just they not like really like it's not like when Woj says it. Yeah. yeah. So the guys who were with me, it was like one of them said, "Did did Woj say it yet?" And I was like, "Oh damn, it's really like it's really like that." Yeah, Woj is that guy. And then there it was because I have I have um. Alert! I have alerts right, on for Walsh. Yeah, me too. And then, boom, there it was. And it's like Kobe Bryant among... The worst confirmation of all time. And then I was like, no. And then it was almost like three hours of us not doing anything. It reminded me of when Pac died. I remember exactly where I was. I, I was don't in, remember that at all. I remember where I was, what I was doing. I was in Little Haiti, right on 69th, standing there. And somebody said, Pac is dead. And then it's almost like... Everything just kind of stops. It's crazy. I don't remember. Yeah, man, what a um, what a emotional emotional moment. Um, there's some beauty in the moment, of course, because you know you get to reminisce, you get to hear stories that you never thought you would hear, and for the longest, being a huge, if there was a, a word bigger than fan, mm-hmm. that's what I would be. I looked at Kobe more than what he just did on the court. It was mentality. It was how he went about things. He was things. an icon. I loved, yeah. He was an icon. I loved Kobe. So many things I did in my life, I would think about Kobe when I wanted to give up. Or I would think about Kobe when I didn't feel like working out. Or when I'm going through pain or whatever. How would Kobe respond in this this point? Mm-hmm. He would get out there and he would show out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, would, it cuts deep. And it cuts deep for everybody. You can see even people who hated Kobe mm-hmm. throughout the years are just like, you know, whoa, you know, death. Nobody wishes death yeah, that's on anybody. Because it's just sports. At the end yeah. of the day, it's sports. And people yeah. are going to dislike, you know, whoever goes up against who. And that's just the nature of sports. It's fandom. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not really you hating the person. It's just, okay, hey. But um, it's been a beautiful thing seeing everybody just kind of come back and just hone in and just remember what this guy was able to do because for years I felt like he was left off the table. I would listen to tons of debate shows and, you know, you see them talking about, you know, this guy and the other comparing this guy. Oh, now Harden's the second best mm-hmm. shooting guard i ever seen. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, did y'all forget about my dog? Like, I mean, out of, Harden? You know out of sight, out of mind. But man. it's not because Jordan never is out of out of mind. But see, it always takes that one stand to be like, but. And there was, there was Kobe. people, people were coming up. Like, mm-hmm. I appreciate the Quentin Richardsons, the Darius Miles, Matt Barnes. And what's mm-hmm. the dude that's on the stuff with Matt Barnes? Um, uh, Stack um, Five, you talking? Uh, the name. other guy uh, played for the Spurs and all those. They have a podcast about. together. But these guys, I appreciate them within the last year because they started like telling stories about Kobe that people just weren't, they just weren't saying. They just weren't talking about it. Or they just forgot about him. Or I don't know what happened with between the moment Kobe retired and he just got left off that block. Mm-hmm. And it's good that he's being remembered again. It sucks that it happens after he's passed. Um, but it's cool. Kobe helped all his fans to calm down when he would say, guys, I don't even care about all that stuff, really. And he's like, oh, you don't care? Cool. Because we know what you did. If you good, we're good. I know what you did. I'll rep you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get it. It's a debate you just can't win. So he's like, I'm thinking about things that I'm trying to win. I can't win debates. But I can. I know I know the work I put in. I know the time I put in. I know the effort. And uh, man, I'm, I'm going to miss Kobe a whole lot. Well, where do we go from here with this conversation, man? It's, um, I mean... We talk about coping. How 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 can how did Kobe did Kobe inspire you guys in any shape, form, or fashion during his life? I'll let you go, Henry, and I'll go after. Uh, for me, Kobe was always like the <clears throat> Kobe was always the buffer between uh <laughs> was always the buffer between the LeBron and Jordan talks. 
right? Because it was always Jordan, Kobe. I mean, chronologically, it's Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. Mm-hmm. Kobe was always that, like, in between that conversation. Because mm-hmm. you can't mention one without mentioning the other, without without mentioning the third. On either side. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, he's always in that conversation of, like, goat talk and, you know, what he did and walking off the court with the torn Achilles or other people is like are being carried off the court, you know, making 81 points. It's like you talk about Jordan, you talk about LeBron, but it's really just you can kind of tell what generation people kind of grow up in based on who they're, you know, who is at the top of like the pyramid. Um, What I really liked about Kobe is when I saw him in, when I would see him speak, um, there's this YouTube channel called uh, Valuetainment. And it's like a entrepreneur's, you know, entrepreneur business, blah, blah, blah type of channel. And he interviewed Kobe, um, Patrick Bet David. He interviewed Kobe. And it's just like the the, the whole Mamba mentality mm. is purely, you know, it's, it's purely like a fighter's underdog, like mentality. It's like whatever they do, I'm going to do more. You know, oh, they leaving the gym at five. I'll be here till nine. It, and it's not it's not because I'm trying to, you know, clown you for not working as hard as I am, but I'm that dedicated to like this craft that I'm gonna get up early and I'm gonna stay late mm-hmm. to to just be better. And I think that's what Kobe left mostly with me is like the mentality of I'm mentioned in the top guards of all time, mm-hmm. but I'm still gonna outwork you. And I'm still gonna check you if you like fucking up on the court it's like it's like no let up on like greatness mm-hmm. and I think that's that's probably that's how Kobe mostly affect me on the court I saw him play um, and I always respected Kobe especially like 60 plus on your last game not many players in the league can do a tour like that mm-hmm. so you you are highly respected when you just run through the league and then you're just doing a tour like that's that's amazing to me um, and then for him to do what he did on his last game it's like Basketball, like sports, sports are a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. For me, see, Brian is a lot calmer. Brian is a much calmer Kobe fan than I know and that I'm accustomed to. Much calmer. So, I mean, everybody knows I'm a LeBron guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's fine, right? At this point, it doesn't really matter anymore, right? So I have a cousin who um he listens to the show. Shout out to Fahrenheit. I think we've shot at him before. Oh yeah. He's a big Kobe guy. So that's where the whole thing started with me, with the debates. Cause I was never like I never really watched Kobe. I just I know him, mm-hmm. but I didn't really watch him like that because after Jordan retired, I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. I was off of basketball for a while. So I watched some of them, but I didn't watch all of the games. So when the debates start and I'm watching him watching other players, and you start comparing. The thing that this thing bothered me the most, I would say now that he has passed, is the annoying debates now that you almost wasted so much time getting in with people Mm -hmm. where now that the person has passed, it was like, what was the point? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Where now to appreciate him, it's not too late, but it's almost like what took you so long Mm -hmm. because you were too busy. Too busy arguing. So, it's weird to say, but you almost feel guilt. Mm-hmm. That's how I've been feeling these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. It's very guilty. And almost like shame mm-hmm. that you almost let society let you start doing that. Because I didn't even get into it until you get into it. Mm-hmm. And then now that's all you get into. So for me, like, it's been like a very eye-opening thing for me. And I guess maybe that's what Brian was talking to or leading to earlier about the beauty in it. Where you just appreciate the person more. Because I appreciated him as he was playing. 
I just didn't like the comparison. So that's where it just stopped. Mm -hmm. But I loved him outside of basketball because it was just like, you couldn't not like him outside of basketball. It was just, it was hard not to like him outside of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Because he was just, I don't know. It was just something about him. He just had like this magnet to him in commercials. You'd watch it Mm -hmm. and it was just like, man, these are really good commercials. Mm -hmm. Like the, you're welcome. Mm -hmm with the Mambo mentality, the introduction of all of these things, like you could just understand it and you could like put it into your own life. Like Brian said, anytime that she wanted to just give up or anytime that she wanted to just, mm-hmm. hell shit, just life is hard anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean, and for him to perform the way he did during those times, those hard times in his life showed like, you could be like, I think Brian sent this text to me a couple of days ago that, you don't have to be liked to be great. Mm-hmm. That's what Kobe taught me. And mm-hmm. it was almost like, damn, that's a powerful statement. Yeah. That's a very powerful statement. You don't have to like me, but you will respect me. Right. Mm-hmm. In essence is In what essence, he's saying. Yeah. So now it's almost like, just appreciate the people that you have while you have them, like, especially sports wise, because we've never taken a hit like this basketball wise mm-hmm. ever. I mean, Bill Russell's still alive. Yeah. People that we've never seen play are still Still alive. alive. Mm -hmm. So this was not supposed to happen. Right. In essence, this is not supposed to happen to him. So for me, it was just like, it was just real, real sadness for like not appreciating someone that was truly great while they were here. Mm -hmm. Because like, I don't know if I've ever said this, but I'll be honest. I've never seen the 81 point game. Mm -hmm. I never watched the last final Kobe game. Mm -hmm. I never seen these games before. So now I'm going to go back and watch them. And now it's just going to be. It's going to be good to watch them to finally appreciate it. But now it's going to be sad because now it's like, where have you been mm-hmm. also? So that's kind of where I'm at. So you guys know the five stages of grief. You guys yeah. ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. I do not actually know the five. Stages so it's of grief. denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Those That's in order. So I always think like a lot of deaths have happened in my life. You know what I mean? So that's how you can kind of put it in perspective of certain things. So you always kind of wonder what stage you're at and if you ever really get into any stage or if it's just all nonsense. Because are you ever going to not be in denial? I mean, once, I mean, once you see him in the thing, in the, um, what do you call it? I said, it's okay coffin once you see him in the coffin then you can't mm-hmm. deny it anymore yeah. but until then you're still there i mean a lot of people you know what i mean for me when yeah. my pops died i i denied it all the way until they put him in the ground see so it was like even though i see it it's just like yeah you're still, still just yeah no it's, way. it's still because it's, it's like they're not there anymore and that i think that's the hard part is like you kind of expect them because even when you look at the pictures of him vanessa and the girls you almost in your mind you kind of X two out and then you just kind of look at it like shit. Like it's just her and three girls. Three girls. You know what I mean? And you almost like exit out. Um, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I and mean, you know what? I, I think about all the things that um, were kind of birthed through my love for Kobe. I ain't even called a fan. My love for Kobe. And I, I'm, a, I'm naturally a calm person. Anybody I love, I'm just calm, just calm. So I'm just, I'm not loud. Ah, that's just not me. But um, this podcast was birthed through an argument we were having about Kobe and LeBron. When we think about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It came from that. See, I um, remember that. The, the whole, when I started calling myself like Swankus in college, that came through Kobe when he invented Black Mamba. Um, Kobe was going through that whole situation in Colorado. I'll never forget it. I was going through my first little broken heart situation and me and this girl had got into this big fight and it was a misunderstanding. Long story short, she had grabbed the steering wheel and everything while I'm driving 80 miles per hour and we end up getting into a fist fight in the car. Women do wild stuff when they get mad. So let me, let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you. So the next day on that whole week on campus at FAMU, let me hold myself together here. I'll never forget people on campus were shouting at me, woman beater. Mm. They would shout that at me. And I was like, you weren't even there. You don't even understand what happened. Yeah. You know, you're just hearing that because she's going around crying, showing everyone 
her eye. I had a black eye. She had a black eye. Um, it was bad. It was mm-hmm. a bad situation. Almost got put in jail and everything. And um, I remember looking at that that same week. I watched a game, and Kobe had just came from court, and the game was in Denver. Fresh off the plane, he missed shooting rounds. Showed up to the game, dropped sixty. And when he dropped that 60, I remember the crowd was shouting. They were saying all kind of crazy mm-hmm. things to Kobe, just yelling it in the crowd. I'm sure they had it up on the display on what to say because everybody <laughs> was one in, of these everybody things. was in unison mm-hmm. saying this stuff. And I remember Kobe just dropping him, just giving it to him, giving mm-hmm. it to him, crossover, shot, three, dunk, and just putting his ear out like, I cannot hear you, all your hate. Mm-hmm. I need more of your hate. Mm-hmm. Give me more hate. And then later on, he came up. I think a couple weeks later, he came up with uh, the Black Mama mm-hmm. and he explained what it was for him. He's like, um, he's like, I needed a way to cope with what I was going through. Kobe couldn't take anymore. So I had to create something else. Mm, out of body. Yeah. To take on what I personally don't think I can handle. I mm-hmm. have to create a persona. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I need to create a persona. And me and my friend were sitting there at the time, both watching this interview. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be like somebody else that, that I can be Brian with my closest handful of friends. But to everybody else, I'm going to be this. So they can't get to me. Mm-hmm. So I can have a shield up. And then that's why I was like, oh, well, you should call yourself this, that. How about Swankus? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Swankus. And that, came from Kobe's mentality of let me create something so that y'all can't get to me like this. So you can say whatever you want to say, but all you're going to get to is this persona wall, Mm -hmm. but you'll never get to me again. And that was just a life changing just moment. I just, I love that when he, when he came up with that whole just alter ego. Yeah. I've never heard that story before. That's for me. That's what Fuego is for me. Mm -hmm. It's like that. I can just turn that on and then be a different person yeah. and work in a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to say Sasha Fierce to get our... Um, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> our Beyonce mention for this episode. To go ahead and just get our Beyonce mention oh out of the God. way. <laughs> just go ahead and get it out of the way. Yeah. But she's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it's Sasha time, it's different. Yeah. You know? Can't and touch I think, me no I think everybody should have a persona... It doesn't have to have like a name or you don't have to brand it, but there should be an upper echelon of yourself that you can tap into, mm-hmm. turn it on, and then just go crazy yeah. and then come back down. Yeah. And just make it a shield where just no one can get to you. Mm-hmm. They just can't touch you. You can say whatever you want to say. You can call me a rapist. You can call me a snitch. You can call me a snake. I remember him being called all those things, you know, via what was going on with him and Shaq. And mm-hmm. I should have paid them girls off like Shaq was doing, you know. And, you know, some of the stuff he said was, you know, I mean, you shouldn't have said it. It ain't tricking if you got right, it. Right. You know, but I get it. Mm. We all make mistakes. We all say some dumb stuff and you got to, you, you got to, you're going to take these bullets. <laughs> and that's what I, that's just what made me love Kobe on a whole different level was I will embrace the villain. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many, I've seen a couple of athletes who came after Kobe who couldn't embrace the villain. Embracing, embracing the villain role is, that's a hard place mm-hmm. to be, to be. Mm-hmm. and it's not for everybody. Um, you know, I remember when they were pretty much doing LeBron like that, and Bro- LeBron said it straight up. He's like, "I that's that's okay. not my that's, role. That's not what I I can't embrace that. Mm-hmm. I have to have fun. I'm not that serious. I'm happy go lucky." And I was like, "That I, I respect that because mm-hmm. that's cool. I get that, but that's what made me look at Kobe in just a totally different way, a total different level of respect. Jordan was protected." The media right. knew stuff about Jordan, but they were like, no, no, no don't There's say that. There's still about, rumors. Don't that say we that hear about Jordan. That. That's MJ. Do not mention that. Yeah, don't yeah. say that. That's him. Shh. Mm-hmm. He's making us all money. He's making mm-hmm. us all rich. That's MJ. Kobe, it wasn't treated like that. Right. He I wasn't. Mean, those, yeah. Hey. I mean, yeah. He accepted being the bad guy. Mess with those white women. Mm. Well, yeah. That's but just, you got to think of the mentality it true, takes though. to right. be hated by everyone and still show up on the court, still show out. And give you buckets. And give you buckets. And then mm-hmm. he wants you to talk louder. Mm-hmm. That's that. When I think of that, I, I, I think of LeBron MVP finals. Like, 
She gotta say no. Like that moment, yeah. That that moment kind of gave me goosebumps when I saw that because you knew like the media yeah. avalanche that was on him. It was like he he's not clutch. He passes. He always passes. Doesn't take the big shot. Yeah. He's not gonna win. And then he just had it. And without saying anything, he's just like. She gotta but say no. Sometimes. Even the greats, even the greatest, mm-hmm. have molds in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. We stand on the shoulders. Like I said, like, I'm a LeBron guy. There is no LeBron without Kobe, though. Mm-hmm. Because you f- you look at somebody in front of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, LeBron was the number one most hyped high school player mm-hmm. since Kobe. Kobe. Right. You see what I'm saying? It's a since. So you follow the mold. So... He showed everybody how to do this thing the mm-hmm. right way mm-hmm. from a high school player. I mean, bar the the Colorado incident. Pretty squeaky. It's almost squeaky. Mm-hmm. Teammate. I mean, you have teammate drama. Everybody has teammate Normal. drama. Right, right. We have drama in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're not winning chips. Mm-hmm. Besides people not liking his personality. Right? You see what I'm saying? So that's going to kill your battery. I didn't know it was on. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Flashlight on the phone. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's like... I just, I don't know, like, so for me, I've just been, like, asking um, all my people that have been, that I know for fact are, like, Kobe people, mm-hmm. like, how they've been doing, you know, I I know I've reached out to Brian mm-hmm. a couple times, because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's real. <laughs> this is real life yeah. shit, yeah. like, you know, you don't know these people, but mm-hmm. you, you watch like them you two do. to three yeah. times a week. Yeah. You watch them over a hundred times a year if you they're grow, really good. You grow up with these It's 82 it's a games third a of year. Your year. Tw- mm-hmm. How many years he played? 20 years? Yeah. 20 over, 20 100, years, over 100 five games chips, if he's nice. Co- um, Olympics, yeah. like, since Damn. 96. If Kobe's your guy, you've been watching him yeah. for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And after basketball, he was still doing stuff, so you were still watching him. Yeah. And he was more accessible after basketball. So it was like, even if you didn't like him, you started liking him. Yeah. Hell, C. Murda never liked Kobe. Mm-hmm. She's been crying since Sunday. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Because it's just a lot to <clears throat> lot. take in. Because it it's is. like, this shit's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just not supposed to happen. And really, it's, for, for me, it was, it was like the timing. The timing was just so like, like the day after your record is broken. It's like, ah, uh, this like just happened. You know what I mean? It was like, ah, damn. Like the timing was just. And I think when you talk about Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, they're all iterations each of each other. other. Yeah. And then this next, these next generation, I don't know who it's going to be. It'd be Giannis, right. it'd be Luca, but there's going to be another iteration of the, the goat. Iterations. Yeah, of yeah. the of the goat. Jordan's an iteration of Dr. J, who's an iteration. And it just of, keeps going. Yeah, Will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it just yeah. keep it just keeps going. So you you resonate with your generation's iteration of the goat, but and then you will argue down every everybody else's iteration yeah. of the goat. Yeah, and it's like different times. One of Jordan's biggest answers to most arguments is, "We played in different generations. Like we, the game was different when I played. The game was different when you played. Like the Giannis's game now, the big you got to close out on the big man at the yeah. at the three point line. Yeah. It's like." It's hard to compare because the game has evolved. Yeah, yeah initially. Yeah, and we've seen it like never before now how much the game has changed now. So it's just like the comparisons mean even that much more mm-hmm. less right. than ever. Because I think this is the first time in our generation, you know, in the 90s it was a little different, but over the past five, six years, we're like, whoa, this game is totally, totally right. It's like seven foot positionless, seven foot point guard. And guards. everyone can shoot threes. So it's just like, whoa, what's the need of calling anyone a power forward yeah, it's or really small four, forward anymore? It's really four guards and a forward. Yeah. Right. Basically, because everybody's yeah. like 6'10". Yeah. So it's Playing just Playing like it's private school basketball. <laughs> it's like, but I'm, yeah, so. Imagine imagine Shaq's generation and you got Olajuwon hit you with some feats and then pull the three. <laughs> crazy. Oh imagine God. that. That's just crazy. But yeah, man, it's, it's it's so many defining moments of Kobe. Um, mm-hmm. I can go down a whole list of just everything um, that's he, that he's inspired me on. And just even when I look at low tops, for instance, in on the court, I remember when Kobe, he started that trend. People have worn low tops before, but Kobe 
He started like the, the signature low like top soccer like, looking. Yes. It's like a I soccer look. Never, yes. I could never wear and low tops. People were saying that for years. And then all the people who play ball, they slowly gravitated to low tops. Dude. And now they love them and they get it because a soccer player does way crazier stuff on the field than a they basketball don't mess player. their ankles up. Right. Just, so it's kind of like, okay. I get you. I, I, for me, it's a placebo thing for a lot of people. No, because I... It's definitely I, placebo because... I've often rolled my ankle. Like, I I, I have soft ankles. Oh, <laughs> as, my, as my coach used to say, you got some soft-ass ankles. You got ankles made of glass. Yeah. So so for me to even... For me to even say that on wax, brother. Now somebody knows your weak points. <laughs> so for me to even, like, think about not wearing, like, some up-tempos up or, or wear something like... Some that support... Yeah, support. It's just because if I'm if I roll my ankle, what's the first thing they tell you to do? Tighten your shoes up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean to to hold the swelling down. If I roll my ankle and my ankles are out, it's like length. And then now it's it what like don't take your shoe off because mm -hmm. then you're gonna get a grapefruit on your leg. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I I can I get why these cool guys are playing in Kobe's and low tops. Like I get it, but I'm gonna keep these Harachis on, fam. Like. With the ankle brace, mm -hmm. <laughs> like for mm -hmm. when I couldn't I, do it. To me, I thought when he did the, when he did the low top, mm -hmm. for me, I thought it just made it look more lifestyle, mm -hmm. like it looked more fashionable. Mm -hmm. Cause it, you know, some shoes they look like basketball shoes, mm -hmm. and Jordan's the only person really. That there's it some off. LeBron, some Kobe's that yeah. you can kind of mm -hmm. wear outside, but for the most part. You're wearing them to ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like some Kobe's now, because of the low cut, low, low cut, mm -hmm. low cut and mm -hmm. the silhouettes of the, how he like makes runners. the shoe. Yeah. yeah, yeah like the runners. running. Yeah. And I mean, you made a good point because, I mean, the soccer players are wearing it and you don't hear. The I mean, but they also way tape more it. Dangerous. But well, they, they do tape their But ankles, I mean, so. basketball players tape their ankles too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, um, shit. You may just have soft ankles, brother. Shit, that may just be your. Amen. <laughs> that may just that, be your kryptonite. And that's shit. totally fine. It was just yeah, yeah, I yeah. was not. I Note was to not self. Like I look. <laughs> Henry's got soft ass ankles. Yeah, man. hit him with a sham guard. <laughs> oh man, never been able to steal a sham guard. Oh yeah. Sidebar, but <laughs> you've stolen a sham guard. I've never been able to. I was like, you can't steal a sham guard. You don't I, even see it coming. My sham went through the legs though. I sham with the left leg. If you're playing me right because you think I don't have a left, I sham left, tap right through your legs. I'm, I steal balls from if you put it between my legs. Mm. I can just, Not uh, after the sham. No, like once it's between my legs, it's like, You never on, see man, the my, sham come. My right hand is here. <laughs> All I got to do is... Oh, so you, right you already know to do that? I've, I've, I've stolen it between the legs because it's like, mm. okay... Yeah, he, he you're trying was, to embarrass he me. I was an idiot. Give I'm, me that I'm shit. definitely trying <laughs> to embarrass you. Give it back to the ref. He's trying to embarrass me. He don't know what he's doing. Get though. him out of here. <laughs> but yeah, so um, let's talk about. Um, we mentioned in the chat that um, we're all uh, avid journals, journalers. What's the what's the proper term? Journal. We journal. Journal. Um, as as a way to cope uh, with life and uh, the ebb and flows of life. Um, Have you guys journaled about this? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. The the day of, I yeah, the day of as yeah. well. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Titled it "Mamba Out" and wrote the inspirations, which I only talked about two, but there's a whole bunch of inspirations that I could just recall off jump while I was mm -hmm. writing. I couldn't even write fast enough. Mm -hmm. I had to write sentences of everything first, mm -hmm. then go back and elaborate because I Headlines. wanted to be able to yeah go back and really read them in detail. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I wrote about Kobe the day of. I did all, mine was R.I.P. Kobe. Mamba out. And then I talked about what kind of what in in summary what we talked about is the mentality of mm -hmm. um no matter how good I am, no matter no matter how revered I am by my peers and by the fans, I'm still gonna work hard yeah. as hell. It's like and, never yeah. get comfortable with, you know, whatever degree of success you might attain. And I love that he said that. I heard him say, um, on one one of these documentaries, I watched. No, I watched Muse last night, the Showtime documentary special on Kobe. Um, and I remember him saying, "I want to be known as a talented person that worked as if I wasn't talented." Mm. And I was like, mm. "He's like, I got the skill set, but I'm going to work like I don't even know how to play. Like I don't know how to dribble. I don't know how to shoot. I have a start from scratch work ethic." And I was like, "Wow!" Did you guys see LeBron? Has a mamba tattoo now? Yeah, I just saw that. Oh wow, no, I didn't see bleacher. that. Mamba just, for life. Where is it on his foot? That up. It looks like it looks like a leg. 
I figured it would be something on his leg. Yeah, Mamba for Life 24. I actually eight. even thought about that one. I was like, I don't have no tattoo, but I'm so tempted. I wouldn't so be mad at an at 824 tattoo. It'd be something a little more. Disc- I might get a sheet. It would have to be something. It'd that, be the sheet. Something that makes sense for you. Yeah, it'd probably it's be like, what's on the tongue of your thing. shoe? I'd probably get Oh, yeah, something that. Yeah, a little you know what more I mean? Disguise. You have to get something that makes sense for you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I've seen now, people, they tattooed the whole jersey. On their back. Yeah, I don't want the name of the or jersey. The, I just helicopter. Want it has logo. to be something for you. Yeah. What he logo. meant for you, you and yeah, because it's, it's for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, mama mentality is is really it's almost like you know marathon continues. It's like those type of things are like forever mm-hmm. statements. It just means to keep going yeah. or keep fighting or whatever. However you, um, but mama mentality. But yeah, man, journaling. Um, I love I love journaling and. I really took my time to write that Kobe one because I was like, all right, this is one of those things that I'll appreciate my current self five, ten years from now mm-hmm. when I come back. Like, let me be as detail-oriented, mm-hmm. especially since Kobe was known for being detail-oriented. I really took my time mm-hmm. setting the bed when I got back from the funeral and just took my time and just wrote it out. Wrote it out because I was like, this is going to be really good. It's going to be good for me. Maybe if I turn my journal into a book or something and give it to my kids, I'd never put out in public, but give it to my kids, they would enjoy reading, um, especially this segment on how your dad was affected by this guy named Kobe Bryant that you never saw play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, journaling is a beautiful thing because wow. I always go back and I read I read one of my journals from um, two years ago and just the mindset of that guy two years ago compared to who I am now I'm like man I'm not even that person anymore yeah and that's what's so crazy it's like wow that's what I was thinking how many, then, how many journals do you have before you went to digital did you do paper I was not I didn't start journaling until I got digital gotcha yeah I wasn't a paper diary it's a journal but you know diary. hey man it's I wasn't a, it's a, a diary journal guy. I, don't, I don't diary yeah yeah nah I'm, I'm only I have, digital I have journal entries yeah 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 so I only have I have Journals in a few places on my phone, but now I just use a day one app. Mm-hmm. Um, Entry-wise, I I think I have about over 300, 350 entries. Not a lot. Mm-hmm. I journal more now because um, I see the importance of it more than what Getting I did all your thoughts out. when I was younger. Yeah, it's the reminiscing that I'm like, I love about it when I go all back and read. Back. So good. it's work now to do it, mm-hmm. but it's rewarding later when you go back and revisit. Mm-hmm. For me, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I started journaling, I don't even remember, maybe like 09. I do mine like old school. I have a composition notebook that I just write it in. Uh, I don't really like the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I feel like I'm texting and then, you know, you get a lot of thoughts out and then you get a notification, somebody texting you and you may just get lost. Yeah, true. So I just keep it regular just in the composition notebook. For me, I, I like to do it Mostly because I guess probably because of how everybody does it, it's hard to kind of get your thoughts out when you're trying to speak to people. Mm-hmm. And for your journal, you can kind of just Spill. pretty much just let it all out yeah. kind of thing. I don't really like to rem. I never I reminisce maybe like a few times on like my past journals, but I don't really like to because I don't really like to be reminded. You know, it's almost like a reminder for me. So that's why I'm always like. I've read like a few and it was just like, nah, I don't even need to read that anymore. Like, yeah, let that there, shit. there are ones like that. Yeah, because mine, I like to just kind of spill it all. So it's almost like I don't have to talk about it because it's almost like you feel like you've spoken about it. So you don't have to talk about it with people. Yeah. That's kind of, I'm not someone who likes to just yeah. divulge all my information with mm-hmm. people. So it's like, I have a book for all of that. I can just write it all out and then I'm good, kind of just go about our day because. This thing kind of showed you like how hard it is to cope with a lot of things. Yeah. I've seen a lot of um I've seen a lot of like um notifications and notoriety on like how black men have coped with this because this Kobe. is with Kobe because this is like our first our generation Michael Jackson but that was different because mm-hmm. that was music. Michael Jackson had all the tabloids. Michael Jackson looked white. So you had to kind of like Michael Jackson to be as affected. This Kobe thing hit like prob- any black man felt this thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Any person felt it, yes. But like just this one hit, hit differently different. towards black men. Yeah. 
Like, let's just call it what it is. Yeah. So, like, you watch the videos of, like, these players talking about him and you see them crying and it's just like, this thing is sad, man. Yeah. It really is. Because they're people, man. We, we, for us, they're just, oh, they're just, they're damn, they're just figures. And then you forget, like, these are people. Like, yeah. Because they're larger than life. Yeah. You, you look at them as superheroes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when I, when I look at someone like a Jordan, if I had to do the comparison thing with superheroes to athletes, Jordan was Superman, mm-hmm. Clark Kent to me. Mm-hmm. Untouchable, just, Super strength ahead of his time, and Kobe was like my favorite superhero. Batman mm-hmm. wasn't didn't have the vert mm-hmm. and the athleticism on a level that Jordan did. He didn't wasn't as fast as Jordan. Had more just physical athletic attributes than Kobe. Mm-hmm. But Kobe worked like Batman. He had to train to acquire those skills. Just to a fight. regular ass person, right? Right, and that's what that's I always. You know, related them. Uh, mm-hmm. LeBron's something different altogether. But yeah. yeah, you know, Jordan Superman, Kobe is like my main man, Batman. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I, that's why I, I gravitate to you. And when they die, man, it's just like, whoa, if anyone could cheat death, mm, it's or, supposed to be you. Right. If anyone can fight I, I this thing off, it's got to so be you. Hard. Rumors of my death have been <laughs> highly exaggerated. I was just hoping for like, I'm like, good. Like, this isn't real. In the same way Rick Fox was like, yeah. I'm good. No, I'm fine. Like, I was just like, you know what? Let's just give it more time. Right. You know, pop Cause, up. Yeah, because you, you go through that denial phase. It's like, yeah. mm, I mean, TMZ, TMZ is known for breaking stuff, but. They do point about the deaths. Yeah. It's, mostly. It's just like, you, you break this news at the risk of. Like not even giving Vanessa the time. Yeah, that's because now there's the the grieving. Yeah, of the families. you don't. It, it expedites her um, grief process. It's right. it's like she has to shoot straight, you know, into just like just being destroyed. You don't even get a chance to get the news, process the news, and like you don't. She doesn't even get that luxury mm-hmm. because all. you're married to a celebrity and you are a celebrity. Your life is. Billboard news, no matter what level yeah, of news it is. Magnified. Yeah. So it's, I'm pretty sure she found out about the Colorado thing before, you know, she yeah. found out from him. Same thing about that. And it's like, damn, it's like give at some point, I don't know what needs to be put in place to where it's like, you know, give the family the opportunity to hear versus she's chilling and finding out. Somebody called, Are you okay? What do you mean? Am I okay? Did you see on the news? And then she has to find out that way. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Because normally when things like that happen, mm, it's mm, a mm. crash would happen. There would be victims. Victims' names won't be brought up until, you know, the family, immediate family is contacted. Once that happens, and then they release the names and of the victims. Like, that's that's the respectful process. Yeah. But when you're just trying to get followers, and uh, there's this thing called Social Blade, and then you can see... You can see people's social media progress, mm-hmm. how many followers they had the day before, how many likes they get. And it's a tool that they use to see who has fake followers when they're going to work with a content creator or something. Mm, okay. And I said, damn, let me see what TMZ did in the last 24 hours. Five million followers across all their platforms mm. that they gain between Kobe and then the next day. And, it's, and that's so funny. I almost thought about following them. Like, man, y'all really on point. Maybe I need to follow. And I was like, nah. I'm like, I mean, and I did until... I did until... I got until Woj popped up on the notifications, then I unfollowed TMZ because I knew as the story was breaking, more information would be coming out. Oh, yeah. Um, annoying after a while. So I'm assuming that they were like, all right, you know, we know Kobe is, you know, one of the victims. We'll hold off on the daughter until you can tell because her her news didn't come till much later. Yeah. So I'm assuming that there, that was like the agreement, like, if you got this news, nobody else has it. As a journalist, your greed sets in and is like, tweet that shit now. Because there's no... um, There's no honor. Yeah, there's no integrity anymore mm. with any of these people. But that's the news. Because it's yeah. it's the, the point of being first. Mm-hmm. It's not even the point of being right. Because I'm sure people like Rick Fox, mm-hmm. think of the hell... I mean, he spoke about it briefly, but think of the hell... 
those 15 minutes were for his wife and his family for a night. Absolutely. Not knowing, right. Absolutely. So it's like, what? what's even the point of doing that now? I mean, if you want to be first in certain news, cool, but there's nothing cool about being first to tell someone that someone's passed. Yeah. There's nothing cool about it. Yeah. Because that initial shock, that initial scream, that initial cry that you mm-hmm. hear, mm-hmm. that you see when you when you hear it, it's mm-hmm. not worth you being first on. So you feel okay, you feel okay being like sleeping at night knowing that you did that. Right. What does it do for you? I mean, besides growing I mean, your followers, if you it's just... and not to play devil's advocate, it's the news. But that's what I'm saying. Does that even grow your followers? It does. Now that it's it... now that I know it was false. Oh, talking about Rick Fox? I'm talking about the people who did it, and it was false. About Kobe? Yeah, the false information that came out. Like what? I didn't see like the Rick Fox information. Right. That's oh. just people that are just fishing yeah, for stuff. I don't think that was. Personal. I don't think that was TMZ. TMZ did. They just you know put the information out. Um, but I mean, not to play devil. It's news. That's how it works. If if you're not like Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you last. And if you if you piggyback on the story, you still get. The news, but it's who it's who breaks it first. That's why they they paid the quarter of a million for that Beyonce footage, um, Beyonce Solange footage. It's like we'll give you that money right now because we need to be first. And I guarantee you, right now, if you didn't think that TMZ was a reputable source of news and that they were just tabloids, and more than that, that right now is like that was making a break for them because if it was a lie, now you really just. But that's what I'm saying. If that's worth it to you. And cool. Mm-hmm. But by you doing that, yes, you moved forward in certain things, mm-hmm. but you also killed relationships as well that you may have you may need in the future. It's true. So you gotta you gotta give yourself okay. a balance. I mean, if it's worth it to you, it's worth it to you, but it's a calculated risk it doesn't sound like it's worth it to me. Yeah. Because, because I, th- I think you keep going. No, no, go ahead. Death isn't something that you want to mess with mm-hmm. because it's forever. Like this is grief now. That's it. Yeah. Like I remember I'm talking I was speaking to my father about it and he was like I wonder when the funeral is going to be because they need a place that's big enough and the Super Bowl is this weekend. Completely for I, t- I put that in the chat. I was like, "Oh yeah, the Super Bowl is this weekend." Yeah. Yeah, and Kobe took he stole all the steam from the Super Bowl. I I could care less. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> so it's almost like I can care less. But where can you even have it? I mean, it, ha- it has to be at Staples. It can't be I'm anywhere sure it's going to be at Staples. Right. Or maybe in a, a Dodger-like stadium or something. No, and yeah. normally funerals are a week after the person passed. Normally. Yeah. Got you. So, so. It would have to be Sunday. Uh, so super, it would, it would probably be Saturday. See what I'm saying? Right. So. As in tomorrow. That it would have already spoken about yeah, it I don't if it think, was tomorrow. I think it's going to be. It's I think it's going to be week. postponed week. Yeah. So now you're, you see what I'm saying? So now yeah. the people are so big. That you're telling the family, hold on. Till after the Super Bowl. I get what you're saying. What are what, we what doing you, what, here? what would you do if you were Vanessa? Would you wait? I, I'd I be know. like, no, we're doing this. Yeah. Whenever I, I want to do it yeah. is when we're doing it. I don't care what's going on. You're not because supposed now, to have that body out there for The reason long. why the person, why you're even talking about is gone. So now once, once the funeral happens, you're only going to talk to me in accordance to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to really care about me that much. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to care about you now? Yeah, Vanessa, she she didn't owe us and she didn't owe us a statement. No, she no, don't. No. She doesn't owe us anything. When's the last time you seen Michael Jackson's mother or father, well, father or brothers, past, yeah. or Janet? Mm-hmm. Even you don't even see them anymore after he passed. My homegirl, really. my homegirl recently did Janet's uh, full locks. sidebar. What I'm saying is like once you're grieving, you can't care about anybody else yeah. because once. Once the funeral is over, they're not going to care yeah. about you I, anymore. I think it's how it goes. I mean, because her world stops. So whatever is going on, birthday, Super Bowl, whatever's going on, I just lost my husband and my oldest daughter. And my second so so oldest. it's so it's second like second oldest, right? Yeah, second oldest. So it's like oh, who super what exactly? The funeral Saturday. Yeah, like you can you know you can come if you want to come. If you gotta watch the Super Bowl, go watch. Do the Super your Bowl. thing, right. but, but but the funeral, this right yeah, now. for my husband and the father, of my children, yeah, is Saturday, and then every, the world stops. That's just what it is. In the same way, the news hits you, and the world stops. The world stops. Like, why do I even? If the audacity of you to tell me give it a week because 
the Super Bowl is this weekend. It's Bitch. not even that important. That's not even important. <laughs> That's what? not that important. Yeah, I don't man. care who's playing in the Super Bowl. It's just exactly, not bro. I don't. So not I, when it comes to death, um, I don't know. I don't know why the funeral wouldn't be tomorrow because that's standard. You know what I mean? They they pass typically a body, um, a morgue or um, a home. They hold the body for a week. That's standard because it, that's how long it takes to go through the process. Um, and then the funeral's that week. Wasn't MJ like two weeks after he died? Because it wasn't Cause a it's week. Too much. Yeah. That's a lot of planning because it, you're yeah, planning for a larger, a bigger thing than your normal person. That's... And it's like I don't care about everybody coming. Exactly. These are fans. Exactly. Man, yeah. it's it's. I mean, it's got to be staples. I love the fans, but yeah. Well, it's definitely not going to be this weekend because I think we would have heard about it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Now let's going to do something just intimate, Private. which I don't foresee that. Which would, which would be totally fair. That'd be fine too, It'd but I don't totally foresee fair. it. Because look, look at what we're doing. We've we're talking. We've been maybe talking ten minutes mm. about how she should. Do she should do. Yeah, that's the nerve and then, of the fans. And then if that's keep, like if how really it goes with us. Keep it real, like we don't know shit. I'm. Just, I mean, like the bodies, like we don't know, like what condition that we look. Right. We're talking about a helicopter crash. Right. Yeah. We don't know if there's like probably not open casket. Probably beyond recognition. Right. So it's it's almost like dental. Yeah. <sighs> just dental records. So we don't even. She could just. You know, cremate, ash, and then that's it. And then maybe the Lakers might do like a ceremony or something in remembrance. But it's you're not gonna take, you're not gonna carry a casket through. Nah, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be any caskets for either one of them. So or any any of the nine people, I don't think it's gonna be any open casket situation. Yeah. So if if it's just he's shared his entire life and career with y'all, like let this, me, let me get this for me. Yeah, yeah. This is for me. This is for for us. So, so peace to peace to Vanessa Bryant and yeah. the rest of her and family, the daughters the and and Kobe's parents. We we always forget Kobe got parents and sisters too. Yeah, and everybody everybody else affected because That's the sad thing that what that he wasn't good with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope they got that right. You know, we don't know everything that's going on in that family, but mm-hmm. I hope they got that right before. Um, he passed and like I was saying earlier there's also just like a blessing in disguise Um, it sucks that this stuff death has to happen for some good things to happen but it was cool that I heard from some some friends I haven't heard from in years that you know appreciate your passion like oh I know you love Kobe bro I just wanted to reach out even reconcile some relationships. I wanted to reconcile that. We talked about, I think, episode before last where someone reached out to me and was just like, bro, forget everything that we were beefing about. I want my friend back because it just ain't worth it. Either one of us can leave and I don't want it to be on bad terms. Yeah, I know how much you love Kobe. I'm hitting you up. My line's open. Let's just squash the beef. Screw it. it. It's not even that important. I was blessed to um, yeah. be able to reconcile with my dad before he passed because I for a long That's time. That's a beautiful I, thing. For a long time, I hated that man. That's like I was fifteen. Thing. I met him when I was fifteen, and it was like, like "How are you, you come in and you trying to be like my dad? You, to me, you're just like a guy, yeah. a guy that smashed like my mom, 15. basically. You know what I mean? Because at this point, it's just been me and my mom. So mm-hmm. I'm fifteen, going on twenty three at this point in life. But then we had we had our beef, and he would wish me happy birthday on the wrong days on Facebook, and I. <sighs> And I would cook his ass. Jesus. I was like, damn, dad. Sheesh. My birthday's on the 26th, not on the 3rd, father. <laughs> my bad, son. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, my bad. So how you doing? Get off my line. Yeah. It's like, you can't recover from that one. After that, like, Ain't no recovery from that. Right? And so I, I harbored that for a long time. And then he had his first, he had open heart surgery. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. Um, he, a, you got to leave these cigarettes alone. And then B... We need to reconcile. Let me let me fix it. So I was able to salvage, you know, something. We used to talk on the phone and whatever, and then he passed. And it was like, at least I walk away with, like, not seeing him go down and feeling like I didn't say everything that I yeah, wanted. I, yeah. I didn't say everything I wanted to say to him. But the regret is smaller. Yeah. I think you had a bigger I mean, regret. I got a big-ass self, a portrait of my father in my office mm-hmm. uh, that my wife got made for me. Um, and I don't have photos of anybody in my family. Just this man. I got that big thing right there, and then I have a small one next to the TV at the house. That's the only photo of family that I have just because the time that I did spend with him, all he gave me was game because he was ice cream man in South Florida. So it was like, you buy it, you buy that this much, 
you sell that this much, you take this money. You say, and like he was just giving me like the Gems. game. Yeah. And if I think about how I move now, it's because of him, yeah. which made me say, you know what? I am a lot Important. like this man. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me at least like, hey, right. I forgive right. you. Forgive me for like mm-hmm. being an ass. I get it from my mom and we can bond over. Yeah. Oh your mom is just like that. And then boom. Yeah, we're good. Now. We're good. Yeah, because reconciliation is so important. Because if you don't, then it will just lead to regret. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you both did that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's very important. Yeah, and then it also shows you who is who. Because there's some people I expected to hear from, and I was like, okay, I guess this is like over, over. Like we mad, man. Yeah, I was like, okay, I was like, oh, so you really that mad? Knowing how much I love yeah, Kobe, how many, even... how many things you got me that. Or from, you know, Kobe's line or whatever. It's like, dang. You didn't even send me you good? Yeah, not a text, not a, Mm. hey, just checking on you. You all right? Your boy died. You know, something. But, you know, you find out who's who. I mean, they show you who they are and you believe them. Yeah. It's like, all right. You have to believe them the first time. That is one quote that. Cool, cool, cool. I just be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see you. Yeah. Believe them the first time. So, man, you know, tonight. We have plans on mobbing, and I think we need to mob in honor of the mamba. A mamba mob. A mamba mob. (laughs) A mamba mob. A mamba mob. This is the 40th episode Episode of the Say Word Podcast. Word, it is. It sure is. What a what an episode, man. This was a episode. Because we were wondering, oh, it's so sad. We was like, damn, are we doing something special for number 40? <laughs> Little did we know. We're going to go right. out and celebrate for 40. We're just going to go and we're celebrate, gonna celebrate Kobe's How about life. That? Yeah. yeah, Kobe's so life. So, all of you guys that are, you know, going through the process like as we are, yeah. just know that he wouldn't want us to, you know what I mean, just be sulking. Nope, mm-hmm. he sure wouldn't. And, you know, just know that he and Gigi, you know, they're just watching us playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Kobe. I've seen I've seen pictures of you know Jesus saying nobody can take me one on one and Kobe does the <laughs> the Kobe the look up thing so it's good to you know what I mean it's <laughs> and it's, it's so, so authentically him it's a too. lot of sadness but it's a lot of like joy you get too yeah, you know what I mean because yeah. yeah. you just see like someone who was just so who just enjoyed it so much yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of people don't enjoy things that much. Yeah. Even the like you like you said earlier, like to embrace the villain, like mm. it's almost like I love this game so much, like you're not taking this away from mm-hmm. me because now this is literally all I have. Yeah. Yeah. Peace to Mamba, man. Yeah. Peace Mamba. to Mamba. Peace to Mamba. And I feel like I gotta say one more thing, because we'll be talking about Kobe, I'm sure. On up the other episodes to come, and we'll do something special for fifty. We're not gonna do nothing, for, you know, crazy on here for forty. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, let's 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 stay encouraged, yeah. and you know, just appreciate the time we have here. It is a beautiful thing, you know. I'm sad how it happened, but I also know since I feel like I know Kobe, which I don't. I've seen him a lot, but never met him, of course, in person. Um. When somebody rings, you know how when you have a wet rag or dry cloth or wet cloth, whatever, and you can ring it. Somebody like someone like Kobe, he rained all the moisture, the water, Mm. everything he possibly could out of his basketball career to the point that now that he's passed, I don't have that feeling of, dang, man, I wish he would have, he could have, should have all this. I don't, I don't have any shoulda, woulda, couldas when it comes to Kobe, except wishing maybe I could have seen what his daughter would have became because she was looking like she was going to be kind of nice. Right. And like I was waiting on, like the WNBA to me has always needed some kind of spark. They need to to put it yeah, on that level. And I was like, you know, maybe she could be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody's daughter would have definitely been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To be that person because the WNBA has never really had that Mm -hmm. since day one. Or women's sports. Well, no, women's sports, they do have that. I take that back. Yeah, I take that back. Just the WNBA. I'm sorry. I mean, WNBA, they had theirs. That's but they, they didn't have like a Lisa, Lisa Leslie a start. Yeah, let me, Swankus. Let me yeah. uh, let me clean that up real not quick. I'm, I'm just talking about WNBA. That's not even Brian. I mean, UConn Swankus. UConn basketball alone has produced so many WNBA superstars. Yeah, it's like 
But he's talking like Jordan. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking I mean, someone Cheryl that's Swoops, out there. You know, yeah, you got I mean, Cynthia Cooper like, and Rebecca Lobo and all those people. But they like, there. They cool, but they not. They they not star stars. Jesus. <laughs> Am I messing it up? The here? slope is so slippery. <laughs> On that note, guys. <laughs> This is the 40th they not, episode. Bro, ain't nobody buying no This is the 40th episode <laughs> of the Say Ward podcast. You need a 13 year old girl. Bro, bro, there's gonna be a girl that's gonna come through the NBA one day where even dudes are gonna want to buy her shoes. It's coming. Oh, I'm gonna say something. I say it off wax. It's coming. It's coming. We it's only doing a matter of time. So well, what it do, baby? Yeah, man. Let's get off so this crap, well. man. Shit. Kobe, rest in peace, brother. Gigi, rest in peace, and everybody else that was involved in that crash, rest in peace. Peace to the black man.